0: The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg, entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Well, it's a very exciting day in Hamburgland because my radio husband of many years is with me. And I can't keep up with Arthur. He's, first of all, cooking up the storm is the word running throughout Brooklyn. People want to move to be near him. So they don't miss lunch or dinner. Breakfast is another story. I actually don't know if my radio husband eats breakfast, but we'll find out. But the one and only Arthur Schwartz, truly one of the outstanding food people in the country, former restaurant critic, Arthur has done and is doing. Yes, I'll do
0: it. I, I was for a thousand years. The oldest, uh, the second oldest living restaurant critic in in America, Uh, Gail Green just died last week or earlier this week, I should say. And so now I'm the oldest living uh, restaurant critic and longest running. But I also was the editor of the food section of the Daily Newsman when when it had a really like a weekly food magazine. And I'm now I'm going to flash. I've written seven cookbooks. Um, I'll get to that in a second and i am now on an npr affiliate uh called robin hood radio and you can listen to me by going to robinhoodradio.com and listen on demand so about my cookbook so i, I you know joan i cook every day not every day maybe, but a lot oh, 5 out of 7 days mm-hmm. we have at least one if not two home cooked meals I just made lunch in fact. I I just made a pot of only because I needed to use up some stuff in the So fridge. what you make. I made a, I made the base for a broccoli cream of broccoli soup. When I get off with you, I'm gonna puree it and add some cream and that'll be lunch today. It's a that's wow. a light lunch for us actually. So um the bottle how, probably let me why? ask you,
1: how do you decide when you cook like that? Yeah. I mean for me, it was a big deal. Like, what am I going to make for dinner?
0: Always a big deal. I'm Joan. sick of it's the same old thing.
1: Well, how do you decide? Well, that's
0: like- it. I'm, I, you know, I do get, I do get. Let's say I'm sick, but I do get bored with my own food, uh, and I venture out, and then sometimes I'm oh, I'm going to add that to my repertoire, uh, like a dish I made the other day, but. Uh, most of the time I say, you know, I better go back to my own recipes. <laughs> so. And after seven cookbooks, I have a lot to draw on. Plus, there's all the unpublished stuff in my computer. And I made, I was into baking a few weeks ago. So I made a cake that, it's called the Impossible Cake. And you know what? It was impossible. It came out terrible. why was it? It's, was I'll it tell a you, It's a funny thing. It's, it's, uh, apparently, it's going around. It, you, it, it comes out, you bake it in a bun pan. And it becomes half a chocolate cake and half of a, a flan, F-L-A-N, flan, you Ooh, know, custard.
1: I make that. In fact, I just bought— You make
0: that, 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 this impossible cake? No, I make the, the flan?
1: flan all the ah, time. Well,
0: so that's it. So the flan was delicious, but the rest of it was disgusting, and I ended up throwing it out. Why? So after we ate off the, the top layer of flan, which now became the bottom layer of flan— uh-huh. Anyway, and then I made another cake that I thought, oh, this is, this sounds really good. And you know what? That wasn't so good either. So in the end, I I said, you know, I really need cake. So I, I made my own apple cake that's in um, Jewish home cooking, how which I knew it? was exactly how it was going to turn out. So anyway, I do use a lot of my, I, I do cook my own food, so to speak. Uh, but, you know, I do get a little restless. bored and I have to venture out.
1: And, Ben, do you rely on recipes that aren't yours or no?
0: Well, you know, I do. And, you know, I know I have some reliable sources. For instance, if I'm making something uh, Roman or even Sicilian because she goes to two places, I turn to Rachel Roddy, R-O-D-D-Y. Rachel, who I have had a few lunches with when I'm in Rome. She lives in, she's an English woman who lives in Rome and who is partnered with a Sicilian rock musician.
1: Well that's the so way,
0: here's the best story, Joan. She had, uh, uh, she had the Sicilian boyfriend many years ago. They broke up. And while they were broken up, she had an affair with somebody else. And she had the baby with somebody else. Aha! Uh-huh. And this Sicilian is so 21st century <laughs> that he is now parenting the, the, the son of her former uh, oh boyfriend. Oh, my gosh. Only you. Well, anyway, Rachel is the food columnist for The Guardian, in the English newspaper. And you can, you can read all her stuff online because The Guardian posts her column every week. Mm. And it's also archived. But she's written two cookbooks, um, and I have both of them. And the reason I have both of them, and let's start with the first one, which is called My Kitchen in Rome. And when that first came out, I wasn't reviewing cookbooks anymore, but I asked my cousin Erica, who was, did you get anything this year that really impressed you? And she handed me this book, and it was beautiful. And not only beautiful, with sort of real pictures, not staged uh-huh. pictures. But I look at the, the, you know, I always do this. I look at the recipes I know and see how she did them. And I, it was like how I did them. So I thought, oh, I, whatever I don't know, she's going to, she, it's going to be good too. Anyway, and they are. And then after she uh, wrote that, um, she spend she now spends summers in, in Gelo, which is a town in southern Sicily, which is where her, they may be married by now, where her, uh, anyway, her, uh, her partner. partner is from. And so the latest book is called Two Kitchens. That's it. So her kitchen in Rome and her kitchen, and she lives in uh, Testaccio uh, in Rome, which used to be like a working class uh, community, but these days is. I don't know. In a way, it's sort of like the Park Slope of Rome. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, so I yeah, I turned to Rachel Roddy and cook. Sometimes, yeah, and when I'm it depends on what I'm cooking. I, I uh, uh, for Jewishy stuff, uh, I have my own cookbook. And I, uh, by the way, I just we we hadn't eaten carbohydrates really for almost two years, and now we're off of the keto diet. And we're eating like normal people. Was
1: that a good diet for you guys? Well, I lost
0: 50 pounds and Bob lost 25 pounds. I can't
1: believe it. How long were you on that diet?
0: Well, I was on it for a very long time because besides that I lost weight, uh, because I was not eating any wheat products, uh, my arthritis got better.
1: Isn't that
0: amazing? And also, my blood sugar is like normal, even though I'm wow. diabetic, and I take I take a medication, but uh, but I have very very low A1C. It's even oh, lower great. than Bob's, who's not diabetic. What? Uh,
1: that's unbelievable.
0: Well, it's not unbelievable. That's what the diet is for.
1: So you had no but pasta or any of your. I had for two
0: years, Joan. Oh, aren't
1: not there? Not only that,
0: I gave it away. I mean, I had like enough pasta in my cupboard to Mm. open a store. I can imagine. (laughs) I ended up giving it all to my housekeeper Mm -hmm. because I didn't even want it in the house. Um, And I'm not, but I'm eating other carbs. So I I was about to say uh, I I was craving. This is a funny thing to crave, but I have funny cravings. Kasha varnishkas.
1: Oh, my gosh. You know how many I won't even tell you. I don't think I've had it since I was a
0: child. Oh, come on. No. I, don't, well, I, I, didn't have I love it. And I make it frequent. I used to make it frequently. I grew up eating kasha. Um, you know, I had uh, Russian, uh, grand, I should say, grandparents of uh, Belarus uh, descent, because at least my grandmother was born in Brooklyn. But we ate kasha. And, and then my grandmother would make, and my mother, too, would make kasha all the time to go with pot roast or, you know, on a holiday brisket, mm-hmm. unless it was Passover. And, um, and then we would eat the, the juices and the onions from the pot roast, the gravy, on top of the kasha. Only on special occasions did my mother and grandmother make kasha varnishkis, which refers to the varnishkis part, That's... refers to bow tie pasta. Um, or egg noodle, actually. Right,
1: tell what that one is. It's got the kasha, the noodles. Pardon me? Explain what that is. Well, bow ties,
0: you know, Uh like Italian bow bow ties, Uh farfalle in Italian. But we call, you know, in English we say bow tie pasta. And the bow ties, uh, uh, actually it's a pinched flat, it's a flat, you know, the bow ties are a, a ribbon of pasta that's been pinched in the middle. And what I love about them and I must say I'm into them lately is that they they provide two textures in one bite you get both a, a slightly al dente where it's all pinched together and the softer where it's the the wings so to speak of the butterfly anyway so you mix kasha let me quickly I'm going to quickly give you a recipe okay he, all right want you, the thing about kasha is it clumps together unless you do this pr- uh, uh, preliminary thing which is to beat up an egg and uh, stir in one cup of kasha. I do this right in the pot that I'm going to cook the kasha in, which is a you know saucepan, um, three quart saucepan, let's say. And
1: you can buy that anywhere, right? The kasha, kasha is
0: in every supermarket, okay. in, at least in the New York metro area. <laughs> okay. Wolf's is the brand that um, that most supermarkets carry. Since I live in Brooklyn, where there are a lot of kasha eaters, I can buy other brands, but. Um, Wolf's is an excellent brand, and it comes in whole kasha, groats. By the way, kasha is buckwheat groats. What it is is the the seed of buckwheat, which is sort of a kind of grass to oversimplify. It's not related to wheat at all, and it is gluten-free. It's a gluten-free grain. So you can buy kasha in whole groats. Uh, medium groats, fine groats. I think there's also a coarse cut groats. I happen to like the coarser rather than the finer. What I made the other day was with, with the finer because it's what I had in the house and I want to actually use it up. So um, you, you, you stir in a beaten egg and put it over medium, medium-high medium flame and stir it, stir it. It only takes a couple minutes until the, the, the kasha is no longer clumped together from the egg but separate now and then you add your hot liquid in my case i added um what did i have? oh i had i happened to have beef broth so i added uh for 1 cup of kasha you need 4 cups of liquid of broth and i put that in Salt. Cover the. Uh, although my beef broth was well salted, so I didn't add salt. But so you've got to be careful there. And then you cover the pot, put it over medium heat, and ten minutes. It's all the the, the liquid has been absorbed. The kasha is all fluffed up. And then with a fork, fluff it all up um, and stir in. You know, for a cup of kasha, I used a pound of onions, wow. sliced and fried. Uh, and I like to fry in. the onions until they're really dark.
1: Okay. That's the way I make. onions. too. What do you
0: fry that's them in? It's such a Jewish taste. I got to say. Yeah.
1: Like overdone everything.
0: Yeah. Well, not overdone everything. I'm sorry. I don't go for that. But, I know, know. But definitely well caramelized onions to use. <laughs> and current lingo. what do you
1: cook them in?
0: Well, for for, for kasha varnish, it's usually just vegetable oil,
1: right? A, a neutral oil.
0: A neutral oil, right? I happen to have some schmaltz in the refrigerator, and I was that's tempted to do fat. that, but I didn't. Yeah, chicken fat. So anyway, um, yeah, that's it. And then you stir in uh, your your fried onions, and and for that I used uh, let's see you know what I I do weigh my pasta these days because I don't want to overeat pasta. And you, you you think you actually want more than you need. So I think we were three people that day, so I measured out uh, six ounces of pasta, two ounces each person, boiled it up until it was tender. I did not use all that kasha for the um, for that amount of, 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 of bow ties. I had leftover kasha. And I must say, it reheats extremely well. You either put it in a a covered di- dish in the oven, like if you're making something else in the oven, or you can put it in the microwave. It microwaves very well.
1: Right. Is it a main course or do you well, serve Tasha it? Well, Kasha
0: Barnishkis was lunch for us, for uh-huh. me, for Bob, me, and uh, my next-door neighbor.
1: Okay, lucky next-door neighbor.
0: Well, Ellen is a doll. Uh-huh. Are You, you eat- know, we had to say that we're neighbors now for 24 mm, years, John. I've been here 24 years. Hard
1: to believe. I remember the Tudor Place apartment. Tudor
0: City, right? Tudor
1: City. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I know. Anyway, that time goes time time by. Ago. It does. So, do you make meat at all?
0: Yeah, I do. Let me say this, though. Both Bob and I have had some dental issues lately. So, um, and he's a baby when he gets sick.
1: Uh huh.
0: I'm not so bad. Um, you know, all men, I think, uh, yeah, that, fall into two categories. Right. They're either hypochondriacs or deniers. Uh-huh. I'm okay. sort of in the middle, I got to say. But he's he's big on being a hypochondriac. He enjoys it. So um, anyway, we had to eat soft for so, a few weeks. I, di- I did too because I was having a dental problem too. Uh-huh. So we haven't eaten much meat lately. But I you know I still love a great steak. And Do you make it up,
1: home or you say out? Well, you out? know, I
0: don't go out too much these days, but that's the one thing I would and would like to go out for, a for steak. is steak. Um, we have some great steakhouses in Brooklyn, and there's a new one I'm eager to get to called – I haven't been there, but it's, I think it's called Gus's Grill, uh, something like that. Where? In, but, in
1: Brooklyn Heights?
0: No, no. It's uh, I guess they call that Carroll Gardens. Uh-huh. No, but the place that I swear by is not Peter Luger, by the way. But it's not so far from Peter Luger. It's called um, I want to say Distefano. God, my memory, Joan. Oh, is just not what it no. Used to we be. need
1: it. <laughs> so don't give it away yet. It will come back. Have you? Yeah, been- no.
0: It'll 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 come back in a in a minute. But the thing is. Um, there are there are two with similar names that I keep getting confused. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 De Stefano's is on. No, this is the other one. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So yeah, De Stefano. Anyway, the re- there are several reasons that I love De Stefano. First, of course, the meat's incredible, and not just steak, not just beef, but um, they have an unbelievable pork chop too. So um, that's one. Two, they could not be nicer. <laughs> that makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. Um, I have a friend, can, must be, remain unnamed, who's very hard of hearing. And his doctor told him that when he goes to a, re- a, a restaurant, especially a noisy restaurant, he should try to sit in a corner with his back to a wall right by him, whatever. So I call the restaurant and I say, I know, because I know the layout of the room. I said, I know that blah, blah, and we have that table. Absolutely. So uh, I'm going to put your name on it. And then I had a call back for some other reason, and they were still very nice. And so when I got there, I said, you know, where is, I think her name was Claudia. Where's Claudia? I want to thank her for being so nice. And I went up to Claudia and she said, you just got me on a good day. <laughs> you know, it was that kind of yeah. friendly answer. Um, anyway, and then the tables are widely spaced. There is no music on the sound system. Oh, you happened? can ha- you can talk to your friends. The
1: unbelievable,
0: right? Yes. And also, they're in a corner of Williamsburg, or maybe you want to call it Bushwick. I'll tell you a cute story about that. That there the, you can actually park. So I haven't. You know, I just take the car. Perfect. Cards. 10, 15 minute drive. So the thing is, the first time I went, um, the friendly waiter was chatting with us and it came out that he lived in the neighborhood. It was a great job. He could walk to work, blah, blah. And he was was obviously a hipster. Um, And I said to him, well, uh, what do you call, what do you, you know, where do you live? He says, oh, I live in, it's, they now call it Bushwick, but when I moved here, it was East Williamsburg. Oh, <laughs> no, it was originally it was Bushwick, but now they're calling it East Williamsburg. Yeah,
1: of course. Perfect, right? It's, they well, added you chic. get better
0: rent, I guess, in yeah, East Williamsburg.
1: You've got a very chic neighborhood.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that. I don't live there, but um, I do live in a nice neighborhood, but uh-huh. it's not anywhere near there. Joan, I have to give you a Brooklyn tour. I uh, know. You, you, it's about time you familiarized yourself
1: well, don't forget my husband
0: was know, brought but, up
1: on Crown Street, so we used to go back. what we call persistence of memory Tours.
0: Well, you know, but it's that not is, the same. That is no Crown Street is beautiful. Um, it's 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 that uh, that that's that is near me. That's just the other side of Flappish Avenue. Yeah, um, and you know, I always say, I always lived. I, I have been saying. I, I've always lived, except for my years in my, Manhattan, I always lived within 10 blocks of Flappish Avenue. And now I can see it from my bedroom window. Oh. So it's just down the avenue. By the way, speaking of just down the avenue, there is a restaurant. I, there are a few restaurants that I swear by. Which um, ones? But that, well, there's an Azerbaijani restaurant on Coney Island Avenue uh, and Avenue P where I've been going for, well, pre-COVID anyways, so, so, so a number of years now. Um, great food, um, great prices. Uh, we usually go for lunch, but on the weekends, it's crowded with a lot of Russians and Ukrainians.
1: Yeah, you know, What kind of
0: menu? Well, if you like meat, it's a good place to go. The Azerbaijani make incredible grilled meat. But the even chicken, the chicken, I mean, I swear by the chicken there. I never order chicken in a yes. restaurant usually because I make my own chicken. So, But there we eat chicken. Um, uh, lulia kebab, which is a little ground meat kebabs, they're sensational there. And they come wrapped in a very, very thin flatbread. So you can eat it with your Man, hand in like flatbread. That. They have a salad, a sweet and sour eggplant salad topped with feta cheese and Nuts, walnuts, wonderful. Um, they there are a few Russian things. They make great soups. Um, in fact, one of my friends usually goes and goes home with the cream of mushroom soups because that reheats very well. They make borscht. Uh, they make a, an Azerbaijani soup with uh, lamb ribs in it. Oh, that sounds good. Um, they make. Oh well, I am always looking for somebody to eat organ meats with. Because and and ends up almost nobody I know eats organ.
1: Even meat. liver, like calves' liver.
0: Well, I the, the liver I eat at a Turkish restaurant. You know they make the little cubes of liver. Uh huh. I and love this, that. And my favorite uh, uh, Turkish restaurant is right across the street from. By the way, the Azerbaijani place is called Village Cafe, and they have a tiny parking lot. But recently, they decided to rent out some of the spaces in the parking lot. So there are, is often no parking in the parking lot in front of the restaurant. However, because I'm a regular there, they let me park and block in the people who are renting spaces. It's just that I have to go out and move the car. If but that's comes. annoying. But it sounds it's good. not annoying to me. It's better than having to search yeah, for a parking space. Exactly. Um, anyway, and, they have a, and the same guy who owns the restaurant owns a liquor store, which is also on the parking lot. And you can B-Y-O-B there. Oh, so anyway, okay. for a lot of reasons, so they have a dish called Rizzy busy which is um, of several different organ meats, including testicles, gizzards, liver.
1: I hate to tell you.
0: Whatever. All, all sauteed together with potatoes and onions.
1: Well, I like the sauteing with potatoes and onions. <laughs> we could do without some of the... Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No well that's the problem. I can never compl- and it's too much for me to order for myself so i have, i'm always looking for somebody to go there with me but the new place, which is closer we may actually go there today for lunch um even though i made this soup um a, 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 um Pete wells reviewed this in the times uh, last week what's it what was it called and, uh it's called Dunia, dunya d u n y a and it's an a, a, a Afghani restaurant. It's the only Afghani restaurant in Brooklyn. And Bob and I used to go to an Afghani restaurant on St. Mark's Place in the city, in Manhattan. Uh, and we actually became uh, friendly with the owner. They closed a long time ago. And we, since then, we, we've we been craving orshak, which are these Afghani dumplings, steamed dumplings, filled with scallions and leek. Wow. And then dressed with a uh, a yogurt sauce and a, and a, if you like, a drizzle of meat gravy.
1: It sounds so. You They're many fabulous. years ago, you and I had Afghani dumplings when we were doing for a short well, time our Saturday show.
0: Well, there you go. Maybe it was from then. It was called Cafe Kabul. It
1: was so good.
0: It was so good. So this is the first. I mean, by the way, years later, um, our Turkish restaurant, the owner. <laughs> so it's called Tajiz Beiti, The this really, really good Turkish restaurant on Coney Island Avenue. Um, The owner, Taji, he's dead several years now. Um, His son, Airson, runs that restaurant. But then all of a sudden, and and Taji got lung cancer, went back to Turkey, got, you know, was remissioned, didn't stop smoking anyway. but Went to, uh, he pops up on Metropolitan Avenue in Queens. So I said, what are you doing here? He says, well, I opened the other restaurant for the eldest son of my first wife, and, and I'm opening this one for the eldest son of my second uh, wife.
1: <laughs> that's funny. So,
0: so he was in there for a while cooking and, 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 and teaching whoever is cooking there now uh, what, how to do it all. So one day we, he said, my wife is Afghani. I said, "Oh, does she make Oshak? Oh, yeah, He'll, she'll make you an Afghani meal one night." And so one day we went out to Queens and she cooked for us. It was was wonderful. it good? No, it was wonderful. Mm. And a memorable night too. So anyway, this place is terrific. Has a very hospitable owner. Um, is very nice, Dunya. It's in, it's on a totally nondescript block of Coney Island Avenue. Uh, I had a, a laugh when Pete Wells. Said, oh, it's it's a uh, they have this strip of Coney Island Avenue is mainly uh, car you know body shops and whatever. Well, my father was an auto mechanic, and when I was a kid, we had to go to Coney Island Avenue all the time because that's where all the parts houses were. Mm -hmm. You know where they sold. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So uh, and now there are still a remnant of all those auto service places. Um, and, and, and by the way, good gas prices. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: better than we have. By the way, who is the- well, Who's butcher? we?
0: You mean the, the Hamptons?
1: The, no, New York. Well, too. I don't
0: know. I don't know what the price of gas is in New York, but here it was down to 339 the other day.
1: Well, it's funny that we consider that a bargain.
0: Well, it's okay. It is. It's okay. Let me say, I, let's, let's segue to food prices, which is more my ballywick, because I know nothing about gas prices except how much they are. But we have a new supermarket in the neighborhood, brand new, just opened a week ago.
1: What's it called?
0: Well, it's actually a division of Key Food,
1: uh-huh.
0: but it's called uh, Food Universe Marketplace, and which I consider a really stupid name. So Bob and I have decided we're just going to call it Key Food. Yeah. Because if you go to the website of food, whatever I just said, Food Universe Marketplace, you end up at Key Food. And, they, and you know Key Food has a house brand called Urban Meadow. That's the key. If you go to a supermarket, even if it's not called Key Food, Look for that. and they have Urban Meadow products, which, by the way, are mostly uh, one of the things I've tasted have been very good. Um, that's the Key Food house brand. Anyway, I go into the supermarket and, you know, the prices are high. And my neighbor next door, she's like, oh, well, I'm not going to shop there. The prices are too high. Here's the deal those are the new prices. It's just that the older supermarkets have stock
1: right, that still has over. the
0: old prices on it. This is just open, so everything is the current price. Which and the current price high. is high.
1: Very high. Anyone who's shopped for turkeys are going to be in. I know, for- but
0: I must say, I. I I, I, don't, I am a very fortunate man, and I don't have to really think about what I'm spending on food. Um, but still, I am I, very cognizant of, of food of what's prices. On, yeah. And I'm a good shopper. So I go to this new what my neighbor mm-hmm. thinks is expensive supermarket that mm-hmm. isn't, and I find they have those big bags of, of mandarins, which I love.
1: I just bought one.: Would you pay? I, you know what? I don't remember.
0: Yeah, you probably aren't conscious of it either. I paid two ninety nine, which I know is very cheap. Very. Yeah, and then yeah, you got to be a good shopper. <laughs> the yeah. other thing is like meat. I, I couldn't believe that their meat was as well priced as it is. Now all of a sudden, beef is looking not, not so bad. Yeah.
1: And anyway. it, they have what prime or choice? I suddenly. It's not.
0: Listen, it's not my first go-to for uh, a good meat. Good steak. But here's. Some, uh, but I did find. Listen, we have this very snobby butcher uh, opened in Prospect Heights. It's only a few blocks from me, and they they charge three dollars a pound for chicken backs, which I use to make broth. Uh-huh. I've, uh huh. J- Joan. I can't. I get insecure if I don't have broth in the freezer.
1: I know how you feel. I do too.
0: So, and all some, and I ran out of broth sometime in early August. So, when, when it was finally cool enough to have a pot going for yeah. six hours, anyway. Um, so they charge three dollars a pound. My butcher, who I buy them from all the time, a real butcher, he charges a dollar fifty a pound, and wow. they're frozen because he 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 bones out a lot of chickens. Uh-huh. And I, the, for broth, it's okay for, you know. No, the, sounds yeah. good. The new supermarket's 99 cents a pound.
1: You're kidding. That's no, a bought No, so I bought, te-
0: I bought yeah. 10 pounds, <clears throat> and I now have enormous uh, quantity of broth, a really good broth, i got to say, which I use to make my soup for lunch today if we eat it or not. We'll when see. you
1: make your own chicken stock, which I do too, it all started when my husband would insist on poaching chicken for the dog
0: and I remember this.
1: Remember, and I would have more chicken stock than any living person because <laughs> he insisted the dog eat three meals a day. <laughs>
0: well, of course,
1: he absolutely ruined the dog because she's not eating anything else but organic chicken. At one point, he said he'd only buy kosher chicken for the dog because no. it was fresh. He was with that dog, you know. He went crazy with the dog. Anyway, yeah, but why he would buy kosher. When you make your own chicken stock, yeah. you put all the chicken backs. Do you do vegetables in it, too?
0: Yes. Like carrots? I, I, what I do is I throw it all in a pot with plenty of water to cover You can always cook it down later.
1: And what vegetables? And then,
0: Well, no, I don't do that yet. I bring it to a boil first and skim it for usually a good 15 minutes of skimming.
1: All right, that's the chicken backs. And
0: then I add carrot, onion, celery. That's it. I don't add greens, no herbs, because uh-huh. it turns the, the broth greenish. Um, if you want that, you can add it at the very end. Um, I don't put in parsnips. So I'm not making Jewish broth. I, you know, I want it to be very Strong. generic broth Good. so I can do anything I want with it. So, I, you know, for the 10 pounds of of uh, backs, uh, I put in um, uh, was a substantial uh, onion. It could have been a you know, seven or eight ounce onion. It was uh-huh. a nice size onion, which I quartered and threw in the pot. And two nice size carrots, which I uh, peeled and quartered and threw in the pot. Um, and then celery. I had really nice celery, I got to say, too. So I used at least two ribs outside celery, uh-huh. outside ribs of celery in the pot. And that was it. And peppercorns, uh, I would say about a teaspoon of peppercorns. And, it's and a few cloves.
1: It mm, sounds really good That's and salt. I love the way it sounds, and I love talking the way, to you. And then I
0: cooked it for six hours, Joan. Oh, my gosh. Which, yeah, I put it up at six. Low? And I, pardon me? At a low heat? Yeah, so yeah, perking away. I have uh-huh. a stock pot. So at one po- point, sort of like after three or four hours, I had to top it off with some more water, but my pot doesn't really encourage evaporation. So I could do it six hours and not even look at it.
1: Right, that sounds great.
0: And I, before I went to sleep, I turned it off, left it on the stove to cool, got up in the morning, strained out all the solids, which I do with a strainer and a, I have a, a napkin, an old linen that napkin I've been though. using for years to do this with. And, and that's it, and then I put it in the fridge. And then once it's chilled, I skim off the fat Sounds and, good. And then, by the way, Mike brought this, This, you know, they sell this bone broth, which I think... Uh, is the,
1: in my neighborhood, we have a bone store.
0: Let, let me just say, bone broth is bullshit. Um, I don't know if I could say that on your station, but, but you it is. But you did. But and, I did. Well, you know, bigger people than me have said it. Anyway, point is, it, all that is, is cooked long enough so that the bones give off their collagen... And the broth itself should gel. And my, my I had a hard gel on this broth. Mm. Cooked six hours. Wow. Sounds yeah. good. No one Not does right, it better. Dear.
1: Arthur, we'll talk again. Arthur Schwartz, I miss yeah, well, you. And I love hearing you talk and all about well, your Well, you know, dimensions. if I don't
0: do anything, at least I cook.
1: And you cook. And he, no one does it better. Thank well, you, Arthur. Said practice love to makes Bob. perfect.
0: Yep. Have a great week, Joan. You too,
1: honey. I'm Joan Hamburg. You're listening to WABC and more to come.